I am Marie Shadows, your host, and you are listening to the Squared Circle Podcast, the best podcast you ever heard. Hello, Darby <laughs> Allen's back, wherever it is. <laughs> last scene in the Crackle Barrel Barrel. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but he also had a dark match, too, with um, yeah. uh, Shima. Shima, which was very good. Yes, it yeah. was. Which, uh, uh, by the way, can, can we point out the, the fact that I'm very excited that Taz is going to be joining uh, the dark uh, commentary team for... The one uh, episode. Yeah, for this coming week's episode, uh, which is going to be really cool because... Uh, I've always liked Taz's uh, classic isms. Yeah. Especially in bed. Hold on a second. His uh, holy shit moment, too. Uh, You can't forget that. No. I missed his Botchermania introduction. (laughs) With the Oompa Loompa. Oh my god. A peeks out of the doorway. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Uh, I'm not sorry. No, you're not. <laughs> it's totally okay. We don't have to be sorry on the podcast or even hold back cursing or whatever, so we're good. Excellent. <laughs> um, I did wanted to uh mention that the first time I saw uh Darby Allen was um at like an evolve show. He was facing uh Chris Hero. And uh Chris Hero was like super cool when I met him. Um, but Darby did not wanna stay down in that match. Uh that was like the first time I ever saw him. I did have the chance to listen to Jericho's uh, promo. Jericho's such a classic guy. He really is. That another like ambulance? He, he still has uh, that art down to a T uh, in regards to cutting a pretty good promo. Yeah. Where it's just like, you know, um, it, it doesn't matter what kind of character he's playing. Like, I think what it comes down to it, like, down to the base of any of his uh, his. Uh, incarnations, I guess, would be the fact that it's all stemming from himself. It is. All of his uh, years in the business and even evolving, um, he's the best that's like basically done it all. And um, he's still going. You would think that sometimes when guys get to his age, they don't really know what else to do. But whether he goes rock and roll or wrestling, they'll still be fine. Definitely. Yeah, Jericho's always good at reinventing himself and keeping himself in the best shape. And he can either decide to step away from wrestling altogether, and he has Fonzie. Yeah, he does have Fonzie, yeah. I'm still waiting for that album to drop. He just released uh, Nowhere to Run, and I keep playing that at work. But I'm, I'm waiting for the album to drop. Well, as soon as you find out when it drops, you know what you have to do. Well, I mean, I'm going to listen to it. I'm probably not going to review it, or we could talk about it on the podcast. Either one. Either way. If you, if you want, yeah, sure. It's going to be, like, you know, on par with, uh, you know, Minoru Suzuki theme song type good. Oh, yeah, of course, man. <laughs> I mean, when you're able to come out to your own theme song, your own song as your theme song, that's great. They had the women's tag match, which I thought was pretty good. Yeah, it, I think it'll add more uh, depth to the dimension of the uh, division, which is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, it does still keep the uh, the interest between uh, Britt Baker and uh, B. B. Priestley uh, quite nicely, which I thought 
over the course of the weekend that um, Priestley would be dropping her um, World of Stardom Championship yeah. to Hana Kimura uh, in a will for her to focus more on AEW, but that wasn't uh, the case. She actually retained her title yeah. uh, by beating Hana uh, this past weekend, which I thought was weird. So I wonder what the move is in regards to this feud where B Priestley stands, uh, you know, moving into the the title hunt, I guess, within the foreseeable future. Um, yeah, I was uh, surprised about that, too, because she had posted a picture up on uh, Twitter that she retained the title. But yet then, um, like, w- I mean, Japan is still getting hit with the typhoon, right? So, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then they stripped Moxley from from his uh, uh, United States spell. Yeah. Which is a good move, if you ask me. Yeah, it is. I can see potential storylines from that. Like, he's the champion that never lost, so he could always go back and get it from our new champion. Um, spoiler, guys. Uh, Lance. Wait. Archer. Archer. No, it's... Uh, I know yeah, it's... Lance Archer. Yeah. Okay. Lance Archer, yeah. Cool. Uh, but, um... Sorry, he got so many last names. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so he does. Um, like Archer, Hoyt. Yeah. Uh, so many. the name that he was at the beginning... Actually, this makes me want to Google this because I'm, I'm I'm actually curious now. Oh my god! Well, welcome back, Russ, to uh, the podcast. Um, but yeah, uh, I found it kind of odd that she was able to head to Japan, but yet then because Moxie couldn't because of the weather and the flights going out, that it was a little like, eh, you know. Well, that's well, because if oh, you look at the fact that. Uh, her and Will now live officially in, I think it's in the, uh, I think it's in the Osaka prefecture. Uh-huh. So, and Osaka currently, uh, a few days before the typhoon began to start hitting, was actually not going to get affected. Uh, oh. I think, point, um, I think B- BJW uh, was actually going to do an event there, and then when the weather people was like, no this is going to hit, they're like, okay, we're going to cancel the shows, everyone's on lockdown, period. So that, so I think via, because they, because uh, if you, if you uh, check out uh, Audrey, uh, I can't think of the, the, the woman's uh, referee, she said that they literally leave, uh, in an interview with uh, Chris Vanette, said uh, they literally leave on Monday because... Uh, the fact that they're in the middle, their main show is in the middle of the week. She literally can leave Thursday uh-huh. and uh, come back uh, early Saturday. And that's when, I think it's Saturday afternoon, that's when the whole uh, lockdown procedure for uh, the, whole, uh, the whole region of Japan really began. And that's why she didn't have that type of situation with her belt as for Moxley because he lives in the United States because he has to go literally from where they were Wednesday to his home in Vegas to Japan, which doesn't sound very much, but it's between uh, going from Boston to Vegas. It's like a literally maybe a four and a half, five hour flight. And then, he gets to come home for like maybe an hour or two and then take a red eye flight literally to Japan, which is like a 25 hour flight. Uh huh. So, 
But can, can, I can also comment on the fact that um, last week was the first time we've seen John Moxley in the gear that he's worn in Japan. Yeah, that's true. He was actually going to be in the in uh, street gear and everything. So that he's been showing up in. Yeah. Yeah. So the question now uh, makes me want to ask. Is he gonna be the Street Fighter gimmick, or is he gonna be like the, um, the Death Rider? Like a like the Death Rider slash like I, I compare him to Doctor Death Steve Williams because uh, when Doctor Death uh, wrestled in WCW in early New Japan, he actually wrestled in a singles in a one a singles singlet. When he didn't go to just Trunks till I think it was uh, in his second tenure in WCW, so uh, I'm I'm kind of curious because that because you you think it when it, uh, attire doesn't come down to what the gimmick is, but it might. That is 100 percent true. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still trying to find out who Moxley is because I never really watched the Moxley character before he came over to WWE to be the Dean mm-hmm. Ambrose and part of the Shield. But he never struck me as someone that I could get behind. He's just there, and he's a wrestler, so I mm-hmm. just don't have like any general thing. You know, I watch him he's grow. The purveyor of violence. <sighs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I know, but that doesn't really do anything for me. Oh, uh, just what, say what, like Shield. Think of like his first run in the Shield, uh-huh, like how uh-huh. kind of like you know uh, frantic he is, and this just then add like you know like a a Raven mean streak in there. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Well, I mean, I like Raven. Raven was one of my favorites. I could put that out there. Uh, I think he picked up a few traits of the uh, Dean Ambrose gimmick, and then. Uh, in this is this is definitely for the people that who have done their research on Dean Am or well John Moxley I should say. Um a lot of people don't realize him and Sammy Callahan's gimmicks right now are pretty much the same because they're in they intertwine their switchblade conspiracy tag team gimmick, which mm. really speaks a lot on on their promo work because uh towards the end of uh their tag run they they tagged briefly in uh ccw uh which massive shout out to those guys because those guys came out with the probably the best uh shoot wrestler i think i would say uh in in many many years like since obviously dr death steve williams um but if you watch towards the end of their final promos as a team, you you could definitely see the wheels were now really starting to turn for John and uh, Sammy Callahan because that that's where you're seeing now. You're seeing mass. Hello. It's great. It's great for the business. We need we need people that who could speak from the heart and also adapt to bullet point style promos. Yeah. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which I want to touch more when we um, go to NWA, but um, yes. we were still talking about AEW. If anyone wants to like mention anything of notable, the 
Okay, so I was listening to a podcast. I don't remember which one it was, but uh, it was a... Uh, they were commenting on the uh, Sean Spears match. Yeah. Uh, and the the one thing that that I agreed with them was the fact that they said that the chairman gimmick, uh, where he sits on the ramp with the spotlight on him, yeah, and then he slowly gets up and open, uh, puts the chair up mm-hmm. into like a traveling position as his music starts, is a little too corny. Like it was nice for that all-out show, mm-hmm. but it, it it really turned the the character of what he's supposed to be which is the chairman um to just another corny entrance punchline because uh, and i feel bad for Sean Spears because he is a um a great a great talent i believe he he could be a great uh um uh, and hold on so, uh, so basically you're, you're saying he turned into more party <laughs> like, like actually, what I would like to say is, I I, I feel like if, if you wanted to keep the chair integrated into the gimmick, yeah. what they should do was they should actually um, let him hold the chair it, um, with the with the low light spotlight on him, and then bring the lights up with him holding the chair, and then as uh. Uh, uh, totally Blanchard is is the company and he, he actually can uh, like put it in one of his hands. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure. You know. No, not the, the background noise. That's why I was uh, texting you. Yeah. Oh, you can hear it? Yeah, yeah. it's catching on. Yeah. It's alright. Um, but, yeah, I... I the, now I, I don't the the thing I want to talk about yeah go ahead the Sean Spears match mm-hmm. uh, is the fact that his opponent which is escaping me right now on top of my head right now are you talking about uh, for this week or for like last week I think it was last week uh, what's his name what was his name um, um we talked about it too I I think we did. Um, uh, who are we talking about? Uh, who did uh, Sean Spears face last week? Uh, Moxley. Mo- Moxley. Wait, oh I, crap! I, My days are like going yeah, together. Oh, wait. My days have been. Going he did fight. He did fight. It, like, I'll, I'll not watch it for two weeks, and then I'll just watch it. Yeah. In like succession, so I could be like, okay, well, this, this okay. Well, that's what I did for today for the podcast. I caught up on uh, everything, so that's why but, I'm like, oh. Um, Go ahead. But that match, um, if, if you notice, you, I felt like in a show that uh, the first week, I think they got it right. They got it correct mm-hmm. in terms of the the pacing of the show and how, how it should be. The second week of the show, I felt like, um, and I, I don't want to say this as an insult to him because I... I he he's been in the business longer than most people give him credit for. Mm-hmm. He, he I felt like him and Moxley kind of dragged out a little too much in terms of telling the story of um 
of Sean trying to get into John's head, and then it's not working, so he turns to Tolly. I feel mm. like you're using Tolly too much to tell the story. You should tell the story in the ring and then have like Tolly occasionally like if he went for like the the uh uh ricochet uh clothesline yeah. that he does in between the ropes. Yeah, yeah. I feel like before he goes into that ropes, he he uh pushes on the ropes cuz you can't actually fall really bad on the uh, uh, if if someone's doing a ricochet like move on the middle rope, like if totally, like just slightly pushed on it, and that would ruin uh, Moxley's angle for the to come back up, and then that would be like, okay, we're gonna have to take a uh, commercial break. We'll be right back, and you're gonna work on him having the upper back and shoulders injured because that's where he would be very uh that's where he'd be injured that yeah i can see that happening and i can see where that could make sense mm -hmm. but yeah i i think i think they they're gonna have to really push him hard for it so. yeah they are um i just wish that um you know he didn't lose to cody early on because that story could have turned into something better and something with a deep... I think we touched on that earlier. Yeah. Uh, like, when we talked about that, and it's just like, you know, if Cody had done the job to Spears, it could have done favors for that character, where mm -hmm. that corny thing that you were talking about before could still kind of work in his favor, like, as a cocky, mm -hmm. sort of, in a heelish sort of way, as opposed to, like, this joke of a character that we see mm -hmm. now, now that he's taking an L. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Like, in, in if... And I would have to double check because there's people that actually are um, keeping track of wins and losses. This would actually make his uh, record right now almost as worse, if not the worst record, than Kenny Omega. I think they're on the same boat. That's, to be honest, a, that's so. a big uh oh. Are we talking about know. like only in AEW or like as a whole? Yeah. AEW, right? okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like overall wins, we're not talking like singles, but yeah, yeah. Because they're they're, from what my understanding is, they're gonna look at the overall. Yeah, they are the single, um, which which is good. But I, I personally believe that if they do not do anything after this whole uh, Kenny Omega, Pac, Moxley situation. Mm -hmm. so, that that that's called a, a herring, folks. Um, um, I think after this, there should be um, a, a a long storyline, like a slow burn storyline with uh, with Sean Spears and Kenny Omega, because I feel like if they keep with this whole Moxley Pac thing, it's not going to work out for everyone, because everyone's going to be like, "But we already seen these two against each other." Yeah. Okay. See, we can hear you. Okay. <laughs> uh, Gio, do you want to add anything? Uh, touching on Sean Spears' win. Well, actually, he has no wins at the moment. It's it's kind of like people may have the uh, WWE didn't really do him right. Now he went to AEW and he's taking like two losses. 
Cody further the story with Cody. I would have liked it if Sean Spears actually beat Cody. And he has like this, you know, I'm the chair the chairman defeated the executive type thing. Now hopefully if you have like a I guess the record would be two losses and zero wins. At some point somebody's gotta you gotta break the losing streak somehow, especially if wins and losses very seriously. So it's a good and bad thing. So the Sean Spears and Kenny Omega can probably will bounce back from this uh, win first. Kenny or Sean Spears? Well, actually, Kenny does have a win. A single oh, win against, uh, I think it was Shima? I think it's yeah. Shima. In a single match. Yeah. Um, Did I miss that? And Sean does have a win uh, during Fight for the Fallen when, and I would have to be correct on this, uh, that when he tagged with MJF and Sammy Guevara, defeated Darby Allen, Jimmy Havoc, and Joey Janela. Now, actually, I just thought about this. Mm -hmm. Is there going to be a major connection to bring... Sean Spears to the inner circle. Oh. I mean, that's probably a highly likely thing when people look at it right now on paper, but right now I feel like it would be an NWO type angle if they were to just keep throwing members into the inner circle. It will be. Yeah. Definitely. Like that, be. he should have been a, a nomination in the first place as opposed to, to be honest, like I, I can do without Sammy Guevara in that group. Yeah. I feel like I feel like he's a he's kind of the uh the the child that uh gets chosen. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> he's like he is. Potter. Yeah, he's he is. Who could get lived? He is. <laughs> he definitely is. I could definitely agree with that. Like this group does absolutely no wonders for him. I guess like basically how we're gonna have to look at this is like see the next week and see how they mm-hmm. kind of work him into like matches the tag matches the angles and stuff like that because right now it just seems to be like i felt like they were like grasping at straws maybe or just be like i like i don't know like jericho might have been like you know i definitely want to work with Guevara, but at the same time just like if th- there if were I better could, options if i could actually pull a prediction here I uh sure think, um for full gear which yeah. is in uh five weeks if I'm correct. Yeah, that's five weeks. I think the first tag match that uh to come out of the uh out of the inner circle is gonna be a match where it's gonna be um it's gonna be Sammy Guevara and uh Jake Hager, which that's gonna be an interesting factor because is he gonna be more of a submission-based wrestler because his his wins in Bellator have been via submission. Mm-hmm. Is it going to be the Jack Swagger that we're all used to know, we the people, but with a more heel twist to it? It might be a combination. But the question is, who who do you think? I, I I'm quite. I, I got a question. Who would be the perfect opponent for that specific? Uh, type of matchup because what do you think? Because now the Young Bucks were inserted into this, 
would uh-huh. this be an elite versus the inner circle type of matchups where you're gonna stack those types of matches? Um, that's yeah. what that's what I had posed last um episode is that like it might end up being like a survivor series that like you know they'll take a punch at you know wwe with their survivor series pay-per-view and have like their first ever just one match it's five against five i could say okay to that um it's just the question is if they do that type of match and to get everyone's stuff in, how 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 much time is that going to take away from the rest of the uh, the, the rest of the That's true too. From what I understand, uh, through a lot of uh, sources like Brian Alvarez and uh, obviously Papa Meltzer. Yeah. Uh, I always call him Papa. Yeah. There's sp- there's supposedly going to be um, a few members from the Crash. Uh, Lucha Libre uh, gonna make a they're gonna do a uh, Lucha Libre rules uh, tag team matchup mm-hmm. uh, in which uh, is gonna involve the Lucha Brothers so that makes me also want to point out is that gonna be another spoiler because obviously I think it's either this week or next week uh, the Lucha Brothers have uh, a first round tag team match up again. Uh, I think it is. I forgot who they're either... wrestling. Is it? Um, it's Luchasaur. It's Luchasaurus. Yeah, uh, the Jurassic Express. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the Jurassic Express. A dinosaur and their boys. <laughs> Wait, what? Which is adorable. Yeah, it's, it's cute. It's, it's cute. adorable. It's cute. Oh gosh. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but yeah, I think think that's gonna be a really interesting um uh, storyline, I guess you could say, in, in terms of the the uh the inner circle versus the elite. Is yeah, it is. Take what uh AEW is gonna become because I feel like they're gonna try to uh cash in on that WCW like NWO versus WCW kind of feud but I think they did it way too soon yeah they they should have waited at least a year I think that that would have been a more fair enough like get more people established but I I do like the I do like the Jake Hager and Chris Jericho thing because it does add um, a little bit of that WCW Jericho mixed with uh, the heel Chris Jericho uh, um 2008, 9, 10 Jericho together to form this version of Chris Jericho, which I think a lot of people like. Yeah, it works. Stupid idiot gimmick. Yeah. Sketchy, but... He said he called someone a stupid idiot. I think he called the Bucks and Cody towards the end. Oh, he even referred to his list when he talked about Sammy Guevara, too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're all part of the list. Yeah, I which I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. Um, yeah. uh, I wanted to mention that I'm happy that the Young Bucks did not win the match against Private Party. Um, I never, I don't really remember if another match ever made me smile the way that that match did, because it just felt right b- between all groups. 
But yeah, I'm glad the Bucks did the job. Yep, I'm yeah. happy about that. Um, what's up? So the fact that um the Young Bucks have uh, I think a lot of people don't see it because you know they're they're like oh they're rich they're they're uh, the biggest names in professional wrestling today, like they like they're at to the point where they're comparing them to like the Midnight Express of their generation, which I, I mean fair shot. Yeah, but. Um, when's the last time you heard the the All Night Express or the Midnight Rockers actually doing a job for a young young people towards the end of their like tag team runs? I don't think so. Like, yeah, you, you don't, you you don't hear it. Hear it. But you know, I like the fact that the Bucks are doing it because they see someone that who can become their generation, the next generation's, um young bucks because those guys can go yeah they're they're like um, i i I can't think of the name of the guy um the the bigger of the two uh which i should be are you talking about private party yes a private party um it's marcus and um the other kid which i should know because marcus Marcus quinn there you go yeah okay thank you uh, Marcus Quinn is like honestly, he, he if I could borrow a, a Husky Harris reference, he he's literally a tank with a Ferrari engine, like mm. like he's built, yeah, for for like a lot of like if there's more ladder matches to come per year than obviously WWE does, they can take a lot of those. He could take a lot of those bumps and then some. Yeah, he could definitely. But I think they're going to be, I, I, and I've said this before. I think they're going to be, um, they're going to be the ones that beat uh, the Dark Order, because um, Dark Order, I feel like Dark Order's um, run so far is a little perplexed. It is, like right now, because everyone's like, okay, where they're at, you know, it's kind of like, where, where are they? Yeah, and they've been missing a few shows now. It's just like, yeah, I feel like, like especially if it's the best, uh, this week it's the best friends mm-hmm. match. I feel like they should like make their presence known, yeah, like put a goon at the entrance ramp, like, uh, right before they do the, the uh, Rainmaker uh, zoom out of the hug, and they see the they see the goon, they get distracted, and they lose. Them. I feel like that's what's going to happen because I'm I've I've studied a lot of Dusty Rhodes style booking. Cody has a lot of that booking style, but with his own twist. I think that's what's going to happen because it makes it makes more sense because it puts over the heel team a lot more. Yeah, uh, Gia, did you want to say something? Um, we'll probably get to see. The Dark Order making their presence known. Wrestling this coming week? No, they got the first round by. So this week and next week is the last two first rounds. Okay, so they like they get a pass. So they're like somewhat in the finals. They're just waiting to see who wins the rest of the tournament, and they face the winners. No, they 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 win the they won the first round by so the next set of matches would be for the. Okay, got it. Um, yeah, the Dark Order's. It's not they're all over the place, so 
We just have to see where the direction goes. Right now, they're just here to destroy all the tag teams, take over the tag team division. Many, many dark squads of order. Squads of order, I love that. Let's just move into NWA. Yay. Um, Alpha Russ has been waiting for this. Yeah, because I actually watched it today and I left a message in the Discord and I was like, I finally watched it. I got transported back in time and I love it. I yeah, I love like, it. Like if if I if I could uh really take take the reins here for a minute. Go ahead, dude. The, the all the, yours. The, the the NWA uh power show, um which a lot of people I, I've been at, uh a lot of people have been asking about. Um, especially about the ring size, which uh, a lot of people don't realize. Um, the NWA, uh, Ring of Honor to a certain degree now. Um, and I think currently, because I just seen that they they did this, uh, Pro Wrestling Noah is currently in 18 by 18 ring right now because most modern... Uh, promotions that you see on tv have a 20 by 20 ring yes um which it it makes uh especially for six-man tags a lot more easier to do but it uh, for studio shows 18 by 18 is perfect Mm -hmm. the one thing i i uh in my notes because uh i i had to remember from the top of my head um the hard cam's a little bit short. I feel like it is. if they had a shorter ring, like in terms of height, I feel like maybe a foot off would be perfect. Uh, because a lot of the times uh, I've, uh, and to be fair, I, I looked back on some other references, uh, Georgia, Georgia power. I think it was G, G, uh, Georgia wrestling 90, or 90 and then 89. They did have that, uh, they did have that type of camera style, but um, they adopted it a smaller, a lower ring towards the end of their run in the studio. And, and the cool thing about the studio is it's literally a block away from the original building. Oh, cool! Which is which is awesome. Um, and in the studio, it, it, it definitely has a lot of the Jim Crockett promotion style um, studio. Um, but with a lot of modern, uh, things like, uh, in the opening shot with the commentators, which was Jim Cornette and Joe Galley, it was a, it, it, it did use, uh, modern, uh, LED lighting, which, which really actually made it more presentable. Um, I think it, it definitely helped give, uh, the show like a awesome, uh, standing towards. Yeah, go ahead, dude. Oh, sorry. Um, but it, I feel like the lighting really did give the show uh, the 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 proper aesthetic, and and the fact that there's no entrance music, title card intros, no ring announcer from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Yeah. That, that kind of stuff. It, it it was short and sweet, which gave more time for wrestling. Which, that's what it felt like. It felt like going back in time. Um, uh, 
Don't worry me, I'm getting distracted because we have to like freaking cook. But um Chicken. Yeah, dude, you guys see a good ass picture of it, man. I I did a really good one. But this is not part of the podcast. Anyway, um <laughs> This isn't edit. <laughs> no. Um I I loved it from like start to finish. Um it was throwing me off because I never really paid attention to when I was watching it back in the day, um, and then now it comes back that the the place where they do the interview section is in the same area where they wrestle. And I was yeah. like, what? It was just throwing me completely off because I felt like they were backstage because that's all you mm-hmm. saw in, like, camera-wise. And then all of a sudden, it's like a fight breaks out, and then you see the ring, you see the crowd, and, like, it's like, whoa, what, what? We were on the same thing? It really is kind of like a throwback. Like, if you yeah. ever remember watching, like, WWF superstars or uh, any of that sort of all, they had the same thing, like, like, you know, they had the commentary desk off to the side where the ringside is. They go to do the interviews off the side over there. I think even uh, back, even in the old WCW house shows, even, uh, or not the house shows, but, like, you know, when they did earlier really? TV, they uh, had the same type of layout. The first, the first uh, the, I think the first two, well, because now there are seasons of, uh, of uh, WCW Saturday Night, actually adopted that format until um i think it was about around 94 when they began to do it uh more like uh like the and i hate using this uh analogy it's like using the uh double dare style seating around the ring which kind of made it seem too cramped yeah it really did yeah but the the studio where they had the studio risers and no no one else around the ring, perfect. It made sense. But if I could segue into this, the opening promo by Aldis, mm-hmm. it, it I I was listening to it because I, I had a phone, I had a text message, and I was I was uh, checking it, I was reading it, and when he spoke. The quote, I'm not, I'm not going to be here to do the J-O-B in the yeah. uh, N-W-A. I think that's what, what Something like is. that. Uh, he, it brought a lot of early Harley race uh, chasing after the title mm-hmm. uh, from Ric Flair for his, I think it was his second reign. Because you could, you could, you could hear the seriousness, like... And it was from the heart. It yeah. was such a good promo. Like I had to pause the show for a minute because I was just so blown away by, like, it, it, for, for it's a three minute segment, but he made it feel like it was like, it was like, um, if I if, um more analogies here. Um, <laughs> Go if ahead. I could, if I could take a if I could take a reference here, it's like going to a rock concert and they play your song. And you're blown away by how good it sounds in person. Oh, that yeah. It, it, it's just like it's kind of that blown away, um, which I, I felt like that set the whole tempo. Period. It like, did. It really did. Um, and I do want to mention too that like every promo I heard from any one of them, um, it felt like it was authentic. It felt like you know they were speaking from the heart. Uh, they probably had like bullet points, you know, just to make things easier. But it felt like this was their character, and this is 
what made you believe in what they were doing and, you know, what they wanted to accomplish. So that was like a very good part um, on them, which was really nice. Now, now um, I, I want to get into one of the matches, which um, I, I really, which was the first match in the whole show. Okay. Uh, which was the Dawson's facing uh, a couple jobbers. Yeah. Now the Dawson's, I am, I'm slightly familiar with. Um, they did some work in our uh, dra- uh not Dragon Gate. Uh, it was uh Zero One USA a uh-huh. couple months ago, and uh, a friend of mine who uh, Jake uh, Jake Landers. Um, he, he was at the show and he showed me the video because he's like, dude, you would love these guys. And it's, it, and these guys have this, like, uh, I, I get, I wouldn't say it's a uh, Viking experience, like finisher, but I would say definitely more like along the lines of the, uh, um, uh, the bludgeon brothers type of style, because it's no nonsense, smash mouth, like in your face, big man style, uh, tag the only thing i had that really kind of made it a, a a perfect like introduction into the dawson's was the fact that the match style was uh the match pacing was a little slow yeah um i, I felt like if they if they really wanted to do um do the job mm-hmm. they they should do they should do it two minutes flat like no more than that yeah like it, it it was a good introduction to the Dawsons. I think, uh, besides them and uh, the tag team champions, which now has a great throwback name in uh, the wild cards of uh, Thomas Latimer, yeah, yeah, formerly known as Bram and uh, Royal Isaacs, is gonna. Be, I I feel like that's gonna be a great match that they can advertise for a uh, uh, future uh, television tapings because they're gonna do some in December uh, in Atlanta. And I think that's gonna be a great match that you can advertise to NWA and say like, hey, look, there's gonna be a championship match uh, for the NWA tag titles right here uh, in the main event. It's gonna be a classic like brawler versus brawler, brawler versus brawler. We're gonna go for it for i think they're gonna make it uh almost half the second half of the whole show oh. like i think tag team championship matches like that should have that slow methodical pace and to tell a story about the tag team champions and the challengers and give them the proper amount of time yeah uh definitely um, I wanted to ask if you had saw any uh, matches of uh, Tim Storm um, like yes. before, because I don't know anything about the guy, but he made me believe in this one episode. And I was like, mm-hmm. damn, where where was I during your career? Um, he wrestled in a now defunctioned uh, company called Turnbuckle Championship Wrestling, which... Uh, Fun fact, they actually modeled uh, their world championship belt after the Mid-South Wrestling Heavyweight Championship, which I thought was amazing. Oh, my God. And uh, he had a, I think it was a two-year reign, and then he lost the belt, and then they closed down the promotion, unfortunately, which I wish they'd come back, because it, it felt more NWA uh, towards the beginning of the Dark Ages a little bit when Dusty left, and then Harley retired, and 
Ric Flair went to WCW, WWF mm-hmm. type of era. Um, but uh, besides the point, um, I, I, I like Tim Storm. Uh, Tim Storm is a very good uh, veteran. Um, he's I, I 54. Like, yeah, he's he's 54. And he's only done it for, I think it was, he said 10 years, 10, 15 years. No, he said 25 um, years. He had a 25 year career. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's what they said. Twenty-five year career. Yeah, twenty-five year career. Okay, I, I feel like this is going to be the beginning of, a, I would say, a flip-flop moment, if you will, because I feel like what's going to happen is whoever comes out of uh, of the uh, Josephus and uh, James Storm. Because I feel like they're gonna have uh, that. That's uh, foreshadowing what's gonna happen early later in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like the loser of that match is gonna challenge Aldis and eventually get the belt. Yeah, because I feel like I, I feel like, um, and it's gonna be because Storm gets involved in the match because it's Aldis. I don't want to spoil, but I mean. Uh, I mean, you could yeah, just say I, spoiler. There's going to be an involvement, and it's going to turn into a, a kind of like a double, a, a flip flop. Like he's going to be the heel, and he's and all this is going to be the baby face. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah. Uh, uh, oh, go ahead, man. Now, can we can we talk about the uh, NWA champions for a minute? Because uh, sure, we could do that. Yeah. Now you're. I, I don't know if you're very familiar with uh, Roy Royce Isaac's uh, uh, background, but he, no, not really. Um, he, he's a very good technical wrestler. Uh, I, I, a lot of people don't see him do that very much, but um, I think he compliments uh, Thomas Latimer, the former Bram in TNA. Days. Which I didn't recognize. Um, that was him. Yeah. A lot of people were like, who's Thomas Latimer? And then they Googled him. They're like, ah. Yeah, that dude. <laughs> yeah, that dude. Because <laughs> he was like the last King of the Mountain champion. And everyone's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, what title? <laughs> the one title that keeps changing names every year? Pretty much. I, I like what happened, though, in that one episode, though, um, where the, the tag teams were confronted. And he got called out by his old TNA name. Yeah. Yeah, during that Which, promo, I was just like, "Oh my gosh!" <laughs> um, but their match uh, against another jobbers, I think this was just establishing champions. I think really, let's be completely honest. Um, uh, the wild cards, which um, is is a great throwback name. Yeah, uh, and they look um, like wild cards too, in a way. Yes, they do. Um. They they had a very dominant match. Uh, I think they're gonna put uh, the whole rocket ship on on the wild cards for a while mm-hmm. um, because they need they because I mean besides um, Villain Enterprise holding the title last, yeah, I I feel like they need to have a long tag title reign uh, to make it more established title again. Because I mean, you have great tag team champions like uh, obviously the Horsemen. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of the uh, a couple others. Uh, America's Most Wanted, AJ Styles, yeah, yeah, yeah. for Daniel, uh, LAX even, which yeah, kind mm-hmm. of red herrings into what 
happens after the match. So the wild cards uh, come in, uh, come to the interview section uh, of the room, and out comes Kingston. Yeah, and uh, he starts Kingston. everything. Yeah, and King, I, this I, I've read multiple articles when after I read uh, the day after the show came on, and everyone gave Kingston an A plus because, and they said it best. This is the type of format that he's going to do very, very, very well in. And uh, he gets a compelling uh, promo to advertise their the, the team. Yeah, he does. Saying like, you know, blah, 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 blah. You know, we're going to take everyone's head off, blah, 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 blah. And then Kingston's like, well, you could say that. But there's another team that who will basically take a juggler out and uh, like floss their teeth with. I, I guess yeah, yeah, yeah. He used, yeah, he used that. <laughs> but I, and I, I wrote this down because I think this is this is going to be the first big uh, program that they're going to do. I think uh, Kingston and Homicide, which they're still going by the Outlaw Inc. Yeah, yeah. Uh, name. I think if, if they actually even do an NWA anniversary event, I think that's going to be the main event of the show. It probably I should be. It, it should be, because I think that's going to make a lot of people want to pay attention to tag team wrestling for a minute and just say, okay, I mean, 10 pounds of cold is cool, but this is a matchup that has a lot of layers within layers. It does. Um, I wanted to mention that I finally got the chance to meet Homicide uh, when JD Alpha was wrestling for um, NEW over at um, the Elks Lodge. Um, Homicide is cool. He was, you know, a little jacked up, but uh, he was cool to like hug and he was telling me to, you know, follow my dreams and like, you know, while school and shit like that. And I was just like, dude, I'm, I'm so not in school anymore. Like, I couldn't stay there to tell him that I went to WWE, but, you know, next time. Next time I got him. Yeah. You got him. <laughs> That's cool. You got him. You, don't, you, di- you didn't ask him uh, about the whole, uh, the, the the mythical bump that him and CM Punk took inside the uh, strip club at Ring of Honor. Um, <laughs> was, I don't, oh I mean, he, he was, like I said, he was, well, he was drunk and high, oh, okay. so he was jacked up that way. Oh, so God. yeah, yeah, yeah. He he was jacked up that way. He was intoxicated, so you know, um, I couldn't get much out of him. <laughs> yeah, he's a good old boy. He 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 could he he's done his dues enough. Yeah, and I really thought that day that um a fight was gonna break out between a fan and uh Julius Smokes because that fan man, I was like, it's part of the show. It's what he does. Can you not like do that to him? <laughs> like it's okay. Some of these fans just go crazy on these shows. Mm-hmm. They they had they had too much to drink. To me, damn it. Yeah. Um. You know, during the NWA thing, uh, when they were went to the fans to talk to them, someone actually did say that. I thought it was funny. Ooh. Yeah. Um. Right. What? Real to me. Oh. I, I. But yeah, like I said, I think I think they're gonna do that as the main event. I think this is gonna be the if they're doing the anniversary event, they should. They should change it up every year. Like NWA World Title gets it this year. The main the tag. main floor, 
uh, this year the tags should, and they, I think the women's should also as yeah. well next year. Oh, uh, because they like, were saying that um, yeah, they were they were saying that Allison K is going to be defending her title um tomorrow since I heard that they're going to be live streaming tomorrow, and I think that's an excellent um idea for them to use uh just because it's NWA and it's very prestigious and it has a heavy history of creating mm-hmm. champions um and I think that's a good idea rather than like always focusing on the ten pounds of gold. Yeah, yeah. Well, and and uh, people forget that you know. Um, when when, when Billy Corgan intro- reintroduced the uh, National Heavyweight Championship, which, by the way, uh, I didn't know this was uh, that belt was based off of NWA California's belt uh, for the United States belt, which oh. Roddy Piper, may he rest in peace, yeah, great man, uh, was a champion of. Oh. Which I, I I was like I I love this nod, I love this nod mm-hmm. to that that reference. Um, but uh, I think, um, I think, I think there, uh, if, it, as soon as that belt got introduced, a lot of people were like, okay, that's a pretty belt, but I want to concentrate on the 10 pounds of gold. Yeah, that's what he did. It, it, it's, I, I feel like now, I think, uh, the showrunners are going to have to remember, you know, it can't be all about the 10 pounds of gold all the time exactly but i mean you could pepper it in but you got to concentrate on like if like for example if the tag team titles are online mm-hmm. you can pepper in like segments about like you know the nwa world champion being at this place this past week and here's some highlights and here's the challenger for the in a few weeks from this show mm-hmm. blah 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 you know you, I feel like you got to pepper that in because that that gives it more nostalgic moment because that's what um, the Jim Crocker promotions did for uh, towards the end of the Dusty Rhodes uh, uh, Ric Flair uh, run where the infamous uh, Hard Times promo came out of and we saw like their matches from like uh, at one point I think they actually filmed a match. Uh, that was in Japan, and he was uh, Flair was fight, fighting uh, uh, Mara Fuji. Yeah, which was a which was a really good bout. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's that's a, the proper way they need to address the belt now moving forward. I totally agree with that, and I'll probably tag NWA so that way they can hear you say all that. <laughs> Yeah. I'll, I'll let them. I'll let them know. Um, Epic and Geo, if you guys want to add anything, you guys can. After you, Geo. Um, I, I guess I'll go in. Um, basically, I agree with everything that you guys are just like, uh, basically uh, going on uh, in regards to the promotion, in regards to how they should build up champions. I feel like, yes, uh, sometimes they put a little too much emphasis on uh, their main championship, which is cool and all. Um, but I feel like, yes, like, uh, I mean, like, James Storm is trying to do a great job on his own, trying to give himself some hype. Now holding mm-hmm. the, the national championship is probably going to be a good thing as well. And hopefully that, you know, uh, with, with Storm holding on to that championship, hopefully it does a lot more uh, good for that uh, championship. Because I felt like, okay, sure, we had uh, Willie Mack, 
Yeah. You know, who was going between promotions, who was going mm-hmm. between Impact and NWA, uh, doing his work there, which is okay. Um, but I also feel that Colt Cabana mm-hmm. didn't mm-hmm. really do a great job with it. Yeah. Um, given, like, you know, his, his tenure with it was that great to begin with, like, you know, given that he had an injury. But mm-hmm. at the same time, it's just like, you know, I feel like a person, like, you know, who's as loud as Storm, who makes his, you know, who's makes as much noise as Storm does would do a lot of great for this championship but I hope um, for the sake of things like you know um, they both the championship and Storm could bring each other up in regards to bringing importance to the character and the importance of the championship as well as much as the NWA did with the 10 pounds of gold now, I, I, I want to point this out because a lot of people um, have been asking on the subreddits of Ring of Honor when they promote uh, a new episode on their website, um, uh, they're asking where's Colt Cabana. Mm-hmm. Well, um, a lot of people uh, I've been talking to that uh, kind of know the inside story about uh, Ring of Honor. Um, they're they're saying that um, uh, Colt is uh, is going to be working only the bigger shows, so oh. uh, Final Battle will be his next I think uh, particular segment into this um, but um, the the uh, person that who took over for him uh, on color for Ring of Honor, I think he's going to do very well yeah he's, uh, he's, he's actually very knowledgeable um, but I think Colt's going to be a long term NWA person because i think him and corgan not because they're both from chicago um <laughs> they're they they have that same like uh dream of of the nwa and they, they kind of see eye to eye with a lot of stuff and you know if, if they don't uh see anything then obviously well they're gonna talk about it mm-hmm. i i think i think we're gonna see another uh, title reign from Colt Cabana for the NWA World Title in in two years top. Okay, that that's a variable prediction. That is that is a very a variable prediction for that one. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say that's straight out of left field. Yeah, it is straight out of left field. In two years time. Two years time. So we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll hold you that. We'll hold you to that. In yeah. Two years time. We'll, we'll see where that goes. If, yeah. If we'll I come back. Then, if Walter uh, quits uh, WWE UK, well, uh, I'll ask him to chop on on your guys' behalf. Chop me down to heaven. I mean, since we're going to meet up for Paxies, I'll give you that chop myself. <laughs> hey. All right. There you go. <laughs> We're gonna we're gonna be hey, we're gonna live stream the chop. Yeah, we're gonna we could do that. Um, we're gonna teach Epic how to like you know actually do, do it. Proper. Yeah. Oh, what you say? I don't know how to chop. Well, you could Ooh. do it harder, probably. We could teach you that. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I might not do it according to American standards, but I know strong style. Well, you could do strong <laughs> style, but I mean, you got you, you got three Spanish people who can like chop hard. You know, we're the we're the hardest hitters. Tranquilo, man. Tranquilo. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not doubting it at all. Um, um, uh, speaking of that, by the way, I, actually, I, I feel like we forgot to mention this. Of course, uh, obviously, our thoughts and vibes are to the people that are affected in the monsoon. Oh. Um, uh, I, I, I noticed we forgot to talk about this, but um, yeah. uh, I hope everyone's safe. I hope everyone's doing good. 
if you are still in the uh, in the way of the storm, stay in shelter. Uh, make sure you have a lot of uh, of uh, videos fil uh, downloaded correctly. Yeah, add. yeah, no, no Napster, please, no. Uh, what? Uh, oh my God! Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but but uh, stay safe and warm, and make sure uh, you your family is protected and everything. Because uh, uh, we, we we here at the podcast, we we want to make sure everyone's having a good time. Everything. Yeah, we do. Um, I, I, if I could speak on everyone's behalf, oh, that, you that, can. That's definitely. <laughs> we we all care. I, yeah, I mean, um, as much as I want to visit uh, Japan one day. And hopefully my job will be able to let me do that. Um, but yeah, I hope that they're all safe. I do know that Japan gets hit with like some random shit. And, you know, I, I guess I could make one joke that, you know, it always has to be a Godzilla thing, you know. Uh, or it could be a Mothra thing doing the typhoon. Can we just leave the poor guy alone? Like, you know, <laughs> Godzilla's guy, like, get, guy gets enough flack for a common end, like, you know, every thousand years, just to, like, you know do his business and everybody gotta be all up in his shit about it look man i love godzilla okay it's my tribute to him anyway right. uh we really do hope you guys are safe um yes. but speaking of natural disasters <laughs> uh, i i know I, I know i want to talk about eli drake and his promo but i gotta talk about this because it's gonna bug me okay go ahead the end of days so for those of you who don't know josephus he was a former uh resistance pro the actual promotion that billy corgan actually owned in chicago uh-huh uh, a few years before he did his brief little stint in impact and then obviously now with nwa um he was their second longest reigning world champion um and he he's a good ring worker i i love his ring work um but i i was his look was very very interesting i liked it it was very outside of the box Mm -hmm. kind of a thing he was like a hybrid like monk god kind of complex character um but i feel like when him and david arquette uh fought and he lost the match and he had to cut his hair he i i i don't want to insult the poor man because you know i mean he, he's had probably i think hypothetically his worst year in in a long time okay uh, I mean, he wrestled Storm uh, last, I think it was last July. Oh, gosh. In, in if you're going to talk about arena, what I think. Empty Arena <laughs> Brawl. Oh, I hate those matches. Sometimes. Uh, they're cringy. Yeah, they are um, cringy. But he lost to David Arquette. David Arquette. <laughs> well, he's the first oh, WCW, WCW champion. champion. Not the first WCW champion, but a WCW champion. Celebrity. Yeah. But he lost to an actor, and he, he shaved his head. Uh huh. So, so there, so him, he he interrupts James Storm's promo, uh, and James James Storm promos, which uh, a lot of people don't give him credit for. He brings it. He brings it. More he does. And I think a lot of people give him credit for. And I felt like that interruption was actually the most cleanest interruption. I think I. I I would say this was the perfect uh, interruption of a promo mm -hmm. until 
They started running around the dang desk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking at that right now. You In all honesty, are. I am looking at that image as we talk about this right now. There's oh my an god! I, of this. I <laughs> wanted to like literally yell at my screen, going, "Billy, what are you doing?" <laughs> I, I was just watching this thing loop and loop, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, I can't I, believe we're talking about it. Right so, th- this is the the thing. Um, there, there, I guess if, if this can tie into the North American uh, Heavyweight Championship pitcher, uh, or uh, United States Heavyweight Champion, there you mm-hmm. go. Um, I, I think they're going to... I know. It's, such the, it's the weirdest gif i ever seen. Yeah, I don't know why they did that shit. Yeah. Okay. I mean, but other than that, I, I think they're going to put the belt on him. I think they're going to put the belt on him. The national belt? They're going to put it on Joyce? I think they're going to do it, but they're going to do it um, after... After the fact of the world heavyweight title, uh-huh. get uh, the NWA world heavyweight title uh, situation. Because if you think about it, if Tim if Tim Storm costs Aldis the title, mm-hmm. and that puts like James Storm into the into the uh, spot again, which I, I think highly that's what's going to happen. Um. I think Tim Storm and Josephus is going to continue that this year-long rivalry. They that that they kind of put on the shelf, and it was actually perfect. Um, if if anyone watched the original like NWA uh, promos before the ten pounds of gold really started to pick up speed, um, I think I think that that's going to be one of those rivalries that's going to be like their Ric Flair Harley race kind of uh rivalries because if, if at this point Tim Storm can't challenge for the NWA title sorry spoilers but um uh if if he can't challenge for that he's going to cost Aldis that title by any means necessary, but that's going to put Josephus maybe on the side of Aldis to try to even it out. So I'm kind of I'm kind of looking at at the at the landscape of what NWA is going to be like. Is is there going to be a, a a multitude of power moves to happen at the next big event, which I would think hypothetically would be the NWA seventy one, probably. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, <laughs> I wanted, I actually, uh, told, uh, showed my friend that in, the, he's like, you know what? If I was James Storm, I'd shoot myself in the foot before I ever do anything like that again. <laughs> well, running around the table? Yeah, running around now. the table. Oh like my that. God. Watching uh, this gif. It's too funny. What, 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 what did you think about that, uh, G? Cause I, I feel like. I feel like you, 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 you could see a little bit of uh, this, uh, the landscape in this type of uh, rivalry change. Yeah. Uh, Gio. Oh. Yeah. What, what's um, 
Uh, it could be a long-term thing. It could be a short-term thing. James Storm, a lot of people don't give the guy credit for, like, maybe his wrestling ability and his promo ability. But I guess I'm just watching along because it's very interesting to see the show. And I felt like I was in the 80s. Mm-hmm. So yeah. It was like, cool, power. Let yeah. me check it out. I checked it out. But it's so different compared to, like, the mainstream television that we see from WWE and AEW. Yeah. So you, you can see that. I think it's going to grow. I can't believe he really ran through this table. This gift is just mesmerizing. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's uh, majestic, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jim Cornette just like, running oh my God. Damien Sandow, Bob Ross had a baby. Oh my God. <laughs> oh no. Oh my God, dude. I'm going to pull it up in the stream for you guys real quick. Um, so see what we're talking about. But, you know, this kind of does remind me every time that Epic plays Dead by Daylight and the killer's trying to get him and the killer never gets Epic. <laughs> Get slapped. Yeah, 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 yeah. So basically, like, it, it, you know, whenever he, whenever we or he plays Dead by Daylight, he does this exact same shit. Yeah. That chair that goes down is the palette. <laughs> what happened? When uh, James Storm pulls on, uh, oh, yeah, 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 Jim Cornette was trying to get out of the way, he was, he really was the chair. Where can he really go? He can't really go anywhere, anywhere, except you know, calling people buffoons on Twitter. Yep, does that a lot? He does that a lot, but you know, oh my god, all right, so. Um, we, we should probably, uh, Epic, you should probably have this somewhere saved in, like, your D-Live stickers or whatever, whenever you, yeah. like, um, trip up a, a killer. Um, I'll, uh, I'll what I, Yeah, whatever you want. <laughs> uh, alright, so, final thoughts about NWA? It has a lot of momentum going for it right now. I feel like alternatives are good. And I feel like this resonates with a lot of classic fans out there. And I think us included for mm-hmm. sure. Definitely. Um, again, if they take into factor that if they really trust in the talent to utilize uh, all of them, mm-hmm. as opposed to relying on all this a whole lot, yeah, is right now, uh, give the talent time to shine. Like, you know, Kingston working, uh, you know, with Homicide against. Uh, I, I guess we can't really use this right now. And as uh, spoilers, um, I don't know if this happened or if the flip flop happened. Or I don't know, but uh, the Rock and Roll Express picked up the championships again. The wild card is. Um, I mean, on Google they do have the belts, but I don't know if that's recent I or they... I don't know. Let me double check this real quick because according to what I read to one of the spoilers for the live events, the Rock and Roll Express did beat the Wild Cards for the championship. So, um, well, it's basically as much as I would like to think that there should be a feud down the line. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, oh, so right did. now the current champions are the Rock and Roll Express. Yes. Yeah, so oh my god, he's strong have, right now. They 
might have done it in the either this week's or next week's episode. I think this coming so, uh taping, yeah. So this coming episode they beat the wild cards, I believe. Oh, but because... I thought like these were live. No. Oh no, they do the tapings were... like uh impact. Oh they work like the uh oh. NXT tapings. Oh. Mm-hmm. They do them in batches, yeah. You hear the sadness yeah. in my voice. Oh, <laughs> Oh, oh my like, God. you know they can't pull us off live not not with the current capacity that they're in right now i believe corgan could only pour so much into it because he doesn't yeah. have a lot of financial backing of his own okay he's got enough money but i mean he's he doesn't have a lot of i guess like benefactors and investors well look i can help with that he could just make a patreon and people could just yeah. freaking donate money every month to oh, different God. tiers like Billy Corgan should get a freaking Patreon. I should tweet that to him. Should he should do that. He I mean, I mean, NWA actually did get back to your post. In yeah, the they did. Podcast. I love them. Yeah. yeah, they're cool. So I mean, they they listen. They, <laughs> they, 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 they listen to things. They read things. Okay. Um, but before we conclude with the NWA, um, my thoughts. Yeah. I, I I have to point out in the main event mm-hmm. the uh the lady that accompanies to the ring uh it's Nicole, Camille who's not is not not his wife Mickey it's, James it's Keep not that in mind people nope. I gotta nope. give Camille the five star rating here in terms of like toughness because mm-hmm. she took a Larry in a let's say uh three and a half feet uh wide area yeah and took it from a 200 and I think they say he's like 283 pounds Tim Storm just like <laughs> boom like she fell down and I just sat there like whoa oh no Storm she wasn't the one I gave it to her it was all this it was all this that uh that hit her yeah, yeah. like yeah, yeah. It, it, it was set up to for her to hit her but like it, it which played into all this heel status and in, in great way mm-hmm. but that lariat whoa I'm like just give her the NWA Women's title now. I, I, she she could take a bit. She took a, the best bump I think in the whole show. Period. Yeah. But I don't know. I've seen her ring work. I've seen like uh, yeah. some of her videos up on YouTube. Needs work. Yeah. But um, all in all, I think this was a great establishing episode. Um, there is talks. I've heard that um, Jim Jim Cornette might be only a temp. In terms of uh, commentary, they might uh, be putting uh, Cole Cabana in his spot for uh, future tapings uh, that move outside of Atlanta or uh, the East Coast side of things. I, I don't know if that's a true thing. I have to look into it. But yeah. um, if they do, A, that's great because uh, I, I, you, as you've seen when during his Ring of Honor time, uh, his his second stint that he or well third stint I should say um, when he was NWA champion he did it so well like he could go transition into commentary and if need be he could wrestle immediately yeah like, of course he's that good like he I, I think that would be a great spot for Colt Gabbana to transition to um, if that was the call for it. You know, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love Jim Cornette's commentary. <laughs> it's really good. It <laughs> yeah. takes me back in time. But, you know, a lot of Colt's uh, uendos and uh, analogies for a lot of holds and all that does register with a lot of uh, Jim Cornette-isms 
So I think if there's a situation where they take the NWA Power Show outside of the studio to mm-hmm. another one in another town, that's fine. We could we could make that happen. We could put Colt in there so Jim doesn't get frozen in in the middle of the Midwest. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but great show either way. All right. Um, the only other thing I could think of that we could talk about next is uh, Bailey Turney heel. Yes, <laughs> I was so happy for this. You don't know how much forward to this. I was like, if long only... overdue. Yes, it was yes. long overdue. Like, uh, it was I, long overdue. like I hated the fact that they were trying to like still attach her to the the Bailey buddy gimmick and everything and such i i love the fact that um she came out as as the bailey buddy stuff and when she did it the music stopped i was like whoa what's this and then she pulled out this um from what i looked from looking closer Mm -hmm. photoshop uh it was a it was a razor blade on on a stick and literally just slashed all the Bailey buddies and then came down to new music. I was like, what? Mm. And the the attire fits her a lot better. It makes her look more uh, aesthetically pleasing because, like, don't get me wrong, uh, as much as I love patterns like uh, Macho Man wore in the late uh, late 80s, early 90s, I couldn't like it, it couldn't work with her there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I I feel like she's she's gonna be a really good heel because I feel like if if they give her the ball and say, Okay, this 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 is the this is the finish of this rivalry that we wanna do. Mm-hmm. Can you throw it that way? And that's when she needs to say, Well, I see it. We could throw it that way, but can we throw it this way? So it it gets her out of her comfort zone, but at the same time makes her excel. Because I, I think Bailey is gonna definitely be. Um, I I think she's gonna be. Uh, I, honestly, she's been having what I like to call the Dusty Roads reigns, which is like very short, but like nice reigns in between champions mm, so okay I, I feel like this is going to be her, their very first time giving her the belt for the long run a little a little lengthier than usual yeah yeah i i, w- I would say uh past wrestlemania probably till like the night after wrestlemania i would say because... up to wrestlemania wrestlemania is kind of a 50 50 at that point depending yeah. on how booking goes at that point because right now Bailey is drafted to SmackDown, so that's good. Because mm-hmm. obviously you don't want to draft champion. Because uh, for those of you who don't know, the draft is happening literally as we speak. The second night, not the first night. Uh, we'll talk about that probably next week. But um, that uh, I, in looking at the current landscape of uh, wrestlers that are on the show. Uh, right now, I think that's going to help uh, elevate uh, more of the divas up because 
Charlotte is. I feel like they're gonna give Charlotte a, a little bit more room to be antagonist to like the younger talent that come up from NXT or like from Raw. Kind of like that Ric Flair. Well, I'm better than you. Kind of like thick. Like, and you build that up. You want her to build up more like her dad, but in a way that all that works for her. Yeah. I give, like I give a small thing. Oh, let's go ahead. Uh, Charlotte got dropped into Raw. Oh, oh she did? Okay, okay. Oh, is that so, what happened right now? Uh, hold on. Because it's... Early in the show, they had... Because uh, it is Monday Night Raw. So, she's going okay. to Raw. Does that mean uh, that she's going to have to feud with Becky? Probably yeah. so. Bailey got drafted to SmackDown. Yeah. Um. Then what about Sasha? Sasha's staying Sasha on Raw? is on SmackDown. Oh, Sasha got drafted to SmackDown. Oh. Yeah, she's, she's hurt at the moment. Okay. So the way I'm seeing it, you're keeping two of the full, two of the full horse women. Oh. Yeah. yeah, they're still separate. So they're keeping... Uh, yeah. Keeping yeah. Charlotte and Flair. Charlotte and Becky together. And they're keeping Bailey, well, Evil Bailey and Sasha to... Uh, I loved it. I was waiting. It. I've been saying that Bailey's gonna have a career shift. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's still long yeah. overdue, but I want to see how it unfolds. Can, can she I, made a kid cry. Can I also point out that this actually, with uh, Charlotte and Becky on the same brand, this could actually uh, accelerate what the original plans were for. Uh, uh, Shayna Baszler, because originally they were actually supposed to push her up uh, this past, I think it was uh, last September. Oh, really? Like she was only supposed to be in NXT for like two months. Oh. Because, like, um, from what I understood, Dr. Bruce Pritchard was like, she's good. You don't even put her in NXT. Mm. Um, I think this is going to accelerate her going to uh, losing the title. Um, in NXT, potentially to Dakota Kai. Fingers crossed here, because I'm Dakota Kai fan. Um, uh-huh. But um, I could see her coming up on Raw, and this also points out the fact that if uh, Ronda Rousey doesn't get drafted, she could get signed onto Raw, and we could finally get the the Horsewoman. We could, versus- yeah. The horsewoman of wrestling. We could do that at WrestleMania. I've been waiting for that. that I mean, I, I would be waiting for that. It's better to be at WrestleMania than try to rush it. Well, yeah, that's it. true. But you know, still no, need like, like you gotta you gotta establish uh, Shayna Baszler in the and you gotta bring you gotta have the culture shock of like you know, uh, oh my gosh. What 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 was she doing here? I thought she wasn't. I thought she went to go start a family. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. And Rousey's like, guess what? It's back. <laughs> Piper's pit, and we're done. Becky, <laughs> I want my title back. Uh, I think that's what's gonna happen. I think I think uh, a lot of people are gonna see that now. Definitely. Um. All right, I can't, I can't really um, <laughs> think of anything else. I do know that we talked about trying to do like a fantasy type 
uh, draft picks and stuff like that. Um, we could probably wait till next week to do it so that I can get an idea of how to do mine because I never really did like a fantasy draft mm-hmm. thing. Um, yeah. Did we cover or- everything? Yeah, I think we covered a lot of things today. Um, I do want to mention on the podcast that um, our very own JD Alpha wrestled last night in the ECW building. Um, his match is up on uh, his YouTube channel, which I'll put in our descriptions and stuff like that. But um, I'm very proud of him. Very proud of him for the past like two years now. He's starting to gain some momentum and stuff like that. But it was super cool that um, he was in the ECW building. That's cool. Yeah. Cool. To wrestle at the old ECW building? Yeah. That is no longer. Well, it's called the 2800 Arena now. Yeah, it so. is. Yeah, I know. But to us, it's still the ECW building. Inside, yeah. they have. I mean, to, um, to the wrestling fans, it's still real to us. Yeah. <laughs> the ECW Arena. Um, inside, they have a nice little painting of ECW, and they give the dates of like when it started and when it ended. So I was like, "Oh, that's super cool." Uh, Epic, you want to add anything? Uh, not off the top of my head. I'm, I'm just reading the uh, the the draft results right now as we speak. Uh huh. Just kind of like see what's going on. Like you know, uh, what's that? Rollins to Raw, obviously. Yeah. Flair on Raw, New Day on SmackDown, Andrade oh. with Zelina to Raw to keep him with Flair. Okay. Uh, yeah. Kabuki Warriors on Raw. Okay. Interesting choice. Uh, Daniel Bryan still to SmackDown, Rusev on Raw, Bailey to SmackDown, obviously, and Aleister Black to Raw. So... Oh my God. Okay. Well, this would, this also, uh, actually, we could talk about this real quick. Sure. Uh, the fact that a lot of people, uh, Fox really wanted. Uh, the fiend on uh, uh, on Fox because mm-hmm. of how much like aura it was getting, and Paul Heyman, who's uh, basically producing the show at this point for Raw, mm-hmm. was was really wanting uh, out both Aleister Black and the Fiends. So I was thinking, like, are they going to put them in the tag team, or they're going to have like the darkest feud since Batman versus Joker? Um, but <laughs> Uh, I, I like that this was the compromise. Uh, I think Alistair Black on Raw actually gives him better opponents, better, bigger opponents. Because yeah, it does. at this point, um, SmackDown's more, more for like, if I could put this in UFC terms, uh, like more like light heavyweight, middleweight type of wrestling. I can see that. See, and this is going to be like that strong style uh like in your face type of thing which uh speaking of that uh since AJ Styles uh got drafted to SmackDown uh raw. this past or raw this past <laughs> week. Okay, yeah. Thank you for the botch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're not saving me over here. I got you. <laughs> Rip ta- Rip Taylor, where are you when I need confetti? <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Continue. <laughs> I think that's a great Fuck story. Okay. Rip Taylor, we miss you. Oh my god. Uh, oh my goodness. We're seeing NBC talk about WWE draft stuff. I'm still waiting for Russ to finish his thought. 
No, I, I did. I did. Oh, okay. I wasn't oh. sure. <laughs> I, I that that, that was it. We got it. This is a great way to end. This. Okay. All right. Cool. All right. So, uh, Alpha Rush just finished his thought. Um, that will be all for uh, this episode of the Square Circle Podcast. Uh, thank you guys so much for joining me. It was super fun finally having Russ on the show. Um, Epic, it was great having you again as well. And also, uh, Gio was also great. Um, it did not turn out how I wanted it to turn out. But podcasters are never perfect. And if you guys would still love to support us, just make sure to uh, hit that subscribe button. And make sure to follow all of us on Twitter to uh jesse when we go live and all of that um <laughs> and i want to thank everyone that's listening out there that they're spending a little bit of their time with us and thank you for listening to the square circle podcast uh we will do this again sometime next week i don't know when because we gotta work around my work schedule <laughs> yep. yep all right guys i am ending the recording so bye people bye Bye. Bye. <laughs> Have a beautiful time. <laughs> <laughs>